Hi, this is Dan Gundry with Knock Your Socks Off. On today's episode, uh, I'm honored to be joined by Timo Kozik, uh, the product security officer with Barco Control Rooms. Timo, thank you very much for being here today. Thanks, Dan, for the invite. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. And we're going to be talking about something that's near and dear, uh, hopefully to most control room supervisor, managers, designers, architects, uh, and, and operators' hearts, which is hardening and securing the products that support those environments. Uh, quick question. This seems to be a newer kind of concept, uh, although maybe I'm just misunderstanding. Maybe it's just more relevant or important or we're giving more of a voice to it. But Talk to me a little bit, because you've been doing product safety and security for a while now. Talk to me about, you know, the evolution of this over the last couple of years and and where it is today in general. Yeah, no, absolutely, Dan. Um, your observation is quite right. So product security is something that sort of has significantly changed over the last couple of years. I mean, I originally come out of the um, healthcare and, and medtech space. So product security has been... Um, forced into existence there by the regulators, the people that um, govern the access to the market. And it is similar for the uh, control room market and the situation for um, organizations that operate critical infrastructure. There have been major um, laws that either have been put into effect or that are going to be put into effect that will strengthen the security of these critical infrastructure entities. And, you know, Barco um, control rooms, delivering control room software for these customers is going to be impacted as well. Overall, the situation in, in the world has sort of shifted somewhat significantly over the last couple of years. I mean, we've seen a significant uptake in ransomware operations they're nowadays even provided as ransomware as a service so so for as little as $40 a month you can basically use existing offers from um, illicit organizations that offer their ransom services to you the geopolitical situation has changed you know with the Ukraine uh, Russia war putting things under strain uh, tens tensions um, exist there both on and below the surface. So we've seen a couple of developments that have sort of driven um, the security, the product security of uh, products that are being used in a control room environment to be um, increased or upgraded. Yeah, and, and we talk about incidents, uh, you know, such as cybersecurity attacks and intrusions, and you mentioned ransomware. Uh, that may impact the bottom line of an organization, the ability to actually operate as an organization. Uh, but you also mentioned some even more nefarious types of threats coming in from that world. Um, and I think in the control room environment today, that that's one of the reasons why they exist. You know, uh, it's it, it it is why control rooms are around, and the fact that we're uh, looking at it from the hardware software scenario. Very interesting. You actually talked about software, I think, uh, to some degree. Um, I'm curious whether or not product security is is a software um, service or, or 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 capability, or if it's hardware or platform wide. Talk to me about the level of security, whether it's software, hardware, what? Yeah, so I mean, it it definitely affects both, right? Uh, software is sort of 
I guess, the attack vector that offers um, the biggest surface in, in terms of um, attackers being being able to find vulnerabilities. But the hardware that goes with the software um, is an essential part of the sort of, um, you know, inherent trust that should be in the system, right? So um, hardware needs to be secured as well. And for example, with uh, Barco Control, we have a hardware root of trust where cryptographic um, keys are being kept just to be sure, you know, that we have a tamper-proof element there. So I recently heard uh, someone tell me that air gapping is not a means to secure product in and of itself. Um, when when I talk about air gapping the design of a system in order to make that system more secure, talk to me about the inherent risks uh, in doing so. Well, I mean, air gapping itself um, is a method to basically com completely isolate an, a system from other information um, systems. And therefore, you have a system that is, you know, inherently secure um, if you secure the physical access to it, right? Because it's not connected um, via any network to other systems. But there are many drawbacks to it. For example, um, you can't leverage anything that's outside of this air-gapped system, you know, whether, whether it's additional information sources that you want to display on your uh, video wall, on your desk monitors, um, whether it's connectivity to additional systems, for example, for um, federation of, of user logins, right? Um, con connecting to an external identity provider like Active Directory, you might not or should not want to have to maintain two sets of user accounts. Um, I mean, there are other reasons why and i think it's generally a trend everywhere that things become more connected you know um for example you can't install um automated security updates to a system that's completely air gapped um yeah we we are seeing the trend to having more connected systems overall and i think that's sort of a trend that um, isn't specific to the control room industry but as, as far as i can see or as far as I have seen in the um, short time that I've had, you know, in, in this domain, it's a trend that doesn't sort of um, elude the control room system um, industry. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, my, my observation on that is, you know, air gapping was done as a means to kind of bypass some of these security measures and requirements of organizations and or uh, government compliance. Um, but uh, totally agree with everything you said there that air gapping in and of itself is not a security practice. Um, so I, and for all the reasons and more that you just said, so I appreciate that. Um, let's talk a little bit about the control room environment and, and hardening of product in this environment. What's, you know, you, you touched on a little bit in your last statement about the, the content, the sources that you're bringing individualized. Um, you know, is that the extent of it relative to what's different from say control rooms versus you mentioned med tech earlier or commercial AV applications or just commercial IT applications. What is different about the control room environment specifically relative to product security? What challenges may or may not exist and or benefits uh, you know, for a hardened product in that, in that world? 
Right. I mean, from, from a security perspective, um, you know, it's similar to other systems. But if you look at the environment in, in which it exists and the functions that it basically um, executes, it's fundamentally different. I worked in um, MedTech as, you know, product security for life-sustaining ventilator systems that keep patients alive, that keep them breathing while they can't breathe on their own. And when such a system gets compromised, you may have a patient, you know, actually have a um, damage to their internal organs, to their brain. Um, they, might, they may even die, you know, not getting the oxygen that they need. But if you look at a system that's employed in a control room for critical infrastructure, energy, transport, water, I mean, there's the potential to affect a lot more people than one patient, right? And I think this is a sort of a significant difference where a control room environment, um, as the name says, you know, critical infrastructure, it is something that serves a lot of people and therefore it has the potential to affect a lot more people than a singular system that's um, applied to one patient only. Now, I think it's really important. We always talk about the critical nature of control rooms and operators and first time, every time relative to uptime. Um, the, the other confusing part, I think, at least for me, uh, is, is some of the terminology that's thrown out there in the industry is product security, which is in your title and it's what we've been talking about a little bit here. The term cyber security and or IT security. Can you parse either, the, you know, are these, are these actual acronyms for one and the same? Are there differences? Can you parse that out for the audience? Oh, absolutely. Um, so I usually like to differentiate between corporate or organization security and product security. And basically corporate and organization security is um, the task to keep all the infrastructure and the assets like laptops, mobile phones, whatever servers that we run secure. So now Barco has its own corporate security office and Barco has a product security office of which I'm part of. Now the product security office is concerned with the actual products that Barco manufactures. Um, if, you, if you want to think of it, you know, product security has been around for a long time, but in a, in a way where there wasn't a way to differentiate for people. Microsoft has been manufacturing its Windows operating systems for decades, right? And what they do to secure their Microsoft Windows operating system is really product security. It's a product that's being sold to somebody else, and they help secure it, you know, for the use by their customers and in the customer's environment. So organization corporate security takes care of organizational assets, infrastructure networks, and product security takes care of the products and services that an organization provides to its customers. Wonderful, and that's great. So I appreciate it, it's good for me to know, and I'm sure the audience as well. Um, so I think one of the final questions I have is relative to your role at Barco, uh, this concept of a product security officer. Um, is this is this the wave of the future? Is this been a trend for a while? You know, is this a differentiating kind of role uh, for an organization? Talk to me a little bit about that, because I don't see it out there in the world a whole lot. But then again, I don't necessarily see the whole world. 
<laughs> uh, absolutely. So um, I think it's it's a differentiating role. I think it's you know a hallmark. It shows that an organization has understood that product security is an extremely important topic. It isn't going away. It's rather something that's becoming more and more important, you know, due to different factors like additional laws and regulations being passed, like customers having increased needs for product security um, to secure their own environments. The product security officer role is something that's, I think, emerged over maybe the last three to five years. And you will see it in organizations that actually have recognized um, the value that, you know, maintaining product security gives to their offerings. And I mean, for me personally, you know, with, with my um, change to start working for Barco, that was one, one of the sort of main draws, you know, the, I looked at Barco, I had multiple conversations, and what I saw was an organization that had understood, you know, that product security is elemental to their products, that it needs to be incorporated at the core. And, you know, I saw an organization that had taken appropriate steps to put a program into place that would do that, to put personnel into place that would take care of that. The product security officer differentiates um, itself from more, I guess, technical facing roles like security engineers by being this kind of interface, right? Um, I see myself as the interface between what's happening inside Barco and what's happening outside Barco, both um, on the customer side, so I can directly liaise with customers in case there's um, certain issues that need to be escalated if there are vulnerabilities being reported, for example. But I also um, will liaise with, you know, other things that are happening outside Tobacco, like changes in, in law and regulations. So it's a less technical role, but um, it takes more of an integrative approach, trying to connect the different functions together and, and sort of being, being the centerpiece in, in terms of information flow. No, I appreciate that uh, very much. Uh -huh.